0: An announcement i like to read now wait how am i supposed to pronounce it? tiffany talks Linnell. Good morning. This is Tiffany Linnell. I had to take a couple of days off y'all. I, yeah, it just, yeah, but it's cool. I'm back now. Um, I've got a lot of show for you today because I've missed a lot and I want to talk about a lot, but I'm definitely not going to get it all into one show. So I'm going to like hit things really quick Um, and then towards the end of the show I have a I want to remember Cicely Tyson because the legend the queen um, has gone on to glory y'all and I just it has taken me a few days to even really be able to fully acknowledge that because I just don't know that I'm ready. And I know she was 96, and with most, you know, 96-year-olds, we we say, oh, they lived a good life, but uh, Cicely Tyson needed to be immortal, y'all, because I just feel like we had so much more we could gain from her, and that's very selfish, but I feel that way about Cicely Tyson, John Lewis, E.T. Vivian, Martin, Malcolm. They were definitely gone far too soon, stripped of uh, their livelihood and the work that they could have done. And I'll talk about someone else, too. Of course, it's Black History Month, and I'm Black, so I'm Black every day. But of course, this month, I'm Blackity Black, Black, Black. So uh, yeah, even though y'all know I love to talk about Black history, those who know me know I will sit and talk about Black history of any... All day, every day, um, and that's just something we we will continue to do here at Tiffany Talks uh, but particularly this month I will be very intentional about bringing you black history nuggets tidbits facts while all being Blacky, black, black 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 because again <laughs> I'm me. Um, so I'm going to tell you someone about someone later in the show who also their advocacy was not really paid attention to as much as it could have been um, but their life was also taken far too soon, and who knows what work they could have done. Um, So I'll give you a couple of updates. No, the impeachment trial has not started, and it's a lot going on in Congress. It's a lot going on in um, uh, the Biden administration. I'm seeing a lot of, not a lot, let me not say that. I've seen some contradictory Actions that I'm not a fan of. Um, If you missed uh, my Tuesday episode of last week, I had Erica Vincent on, who's an eco womanist, and she sent me an article where we had just got done talking about some of the changes that Biden-Harris administration was doing uh, for climate change and how hopeful we were. The uh, nominees that were in different positions and all of that, and then Biden. Uh, approved oil drilling in certain areas and I, like how, yeah I, I, I yeah um, but I did see some other updates of some other things that he's doing so I'll tell you a little bit about those coming up and some more stuff you don't want to miss it it's I, I, yeah I'm going to touch and I mean touch on Mike Todd touch because i don't want to give him too much time but i'm going to give you my thoughts on all the mike todd things um it, it, yeah we'll do that and then i want to talk to you about the little girl who got expelled from school because she had a crush on a girl so we got a lot of family talk that we need to catch up on today So grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your mimosa if you're feeling that way today, because it is Tuesday, but my God, January was so long. Oh, yes. So no judgment here. Grab whatever you need to keep powering through your work day, your school day, whatever day it is, and pull up a chair for, for all of the family talk. I got more Tiffany Talks coming up for you after this quick break. Tiffany Talks. What's up? So Biden has been doing quite a bit of work Um, now. I will say that I won't give too detailed uh, of... I won't give too many details of some of these updates because a lot of... A lot of them are just requests that haven't come to fruition yet so once they come to fruition then we can talk about it some more but um they haven't actually happened yet for example uh, biden wants the 15 dollars minimum wage you know everybody's talking about minimum wage he wants federal contractors uh he wants to have a rule mandating that federal contractors uh, pay a 15 dollars an hour minimum wage now I'll give an update in a second about another about Florida yeah I'll go there in a minute but anyway um he has also done a lot trying to expand access to food stamp benefits uh to million millions more uh, of Americans he uh I think I mentioned this before he ordered 200 million more doses of vaccines he's trying to get schools reopened. of course that is you know High in the sky dream because it's dangerous. It's still dangerous. I read this morning that there have been, I think, six cases of the UK variant in Georgia uh, alone, and it's already popping up in different states. So y'all, please be careful. Just be careful um he's trying to pass a 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus plan uh he wants to administer 100 million more covid 19 vaccinations i think the trump administration in their time only administered like 10 million it was less than 20 million um so that's a, a really big deal uh Biden is trying to spend $130 billion to help reopen a majority of schools across the country. That education does not get enough money. I mentioned this last week, it does not get enough money in this country. And Biden wants to readjust the budget so that it triples from, I think it's 10% now uh, to 30% for education in this country. So I'm not surprised at all that he's um, trying to do that. He also is trying to extend the $400 per week federal unemployment insurance benefit through September, which he's also trying to ask for the eviction moratorium to be extended through September as well. Currently, uh, he did an executive action to make it through uh, March. Um, So he's trying to do that. He is also trying to provide an additional $1,400 stimulus check to eligible Americans. He paused oil and gas drilling on federal lands to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord um, I already talked about all of that last week um, and he's trying to make the country carbon neutral by 2025 now that goes along with what I mentioned before when I said um, that Erica Vincent who was here last week uh, was talking about the fact that Biden, yes, he's doing some good things, and we are very grateful to have a real president in the office. Because my God, that thing that we were dealing with for the last four years, whew, I, 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 I can't even. Um, but I did also see that Biden issued dozens of oil drilling permits, so like 31 new drilling permits, authorizing operations on federal land, coastal waters. And that he did that alongside with trying to pause the oil and gas leasing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say to that. But I will say that I I hope he makes more actions towards improving climate change and working towards um, getting ahead of climate change than against it. Uh, As far as immigration, he is trying to work to, I mentioned this last week, give an eight-year Um, a path to citizenship for eight years. It's an eight-year path to citizenship for immigrants, but he's also trying to get families back together so he's uh including making he's making why can i talk today apparently i needed coffee he's uh, making a task force to uh reunite families that were separated at the border as we know during the trump administration many families were separated um there was a zero toler- tolerance policy enacted in 2018 So this new task force will uh, essentially be charged with reuniting the hundreds of immigrant children who have not been reunited with their families. Now, we know that there were some children that died. Of course, family members died. This is going to be a task um, because that zero tolerance policy was trash. So I'm very, very happy um, to see to see that going going down, basically. And I hope that it's, again, it's gonna be a task, but it's a task that we just need to do, because that, 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 trash, oh, trash. I, there's really no other way to, to say it. When it comes to justice, not, You know, we got a lot of work to do. And I said this before Biden and Harris got in office, I won't repeat it, but there's a lot of work to be done. Um, He has asked the director of national intelligence to prepare a threat assessment of violent domestic extremism. Notice I said domestic extremism because it's a real problem here. And he also wants to create a national police oversight board. Now, what I need from this national police oversight board is everybody needs to be at the table. Now, Biden did meet with political and faith leaders for about an hour and a half at an AME church in Delaware. Um, (sighs) Great. Will they be at the table? Um, He's hosted virtual roundtables. He's held panels. All of this is wonderful. Who's going to be on the police oversight task force, because if it's not the people doing the work on the ground, if they don't have a voice in this fight, a seat at literally at the table, keep it. And I that's that's all I have to say about that. Um, as far as housing, he wants to provide a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit for first time home buyers. Now this has not been done for some time, and even before it wasn't $15,000. However, the market is... Yeah, it could use the boost, um, and that's across the board. I mean, it's not just housing, but I, I think that a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit could help. The other problem is, even before the pandemic, there was a, a lot of studies and you know questioning why won't millennials buy homes um, because it's a thirty year mortgage, and a lot of millennials. And I, again, this is a generalization. I'm a millennial, so I get to make it. Um, we like to travel. We like to get up and go. We like to get up and move. We don't necessarily like being tied down, especially not to a 30-year mortgage. Now, I have a mortgage. I did buy a house, but only out of economic need. Mortgages are cheaper than rent. <laughs> I, just, I needed something cheaper than rent. And so, That was really the only reason I bought a house, literally the only reason I bought a house. Um, So we'll see what this $15,000 tax credit does. If it passes, again, that's just something that he wants to do, Um, but yeah. Now on to, well, before I get to Florida, because Florida, I know y'all have heard a lot of talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. This woman really has got to go. I can't uh, like I, <laughs> I cannot stress enough how much if Mitch McConnell is against you, you gotta go. Um, Marjorie Taylor had Taylor Greene has made some outlandish oops, ridiculous prejudice racist statements. And not just recently. So we you know saw some comments about that came out for that she said I think it was two or three years ago um, and she tried to say oh you know I have a t-. basically she blamed her team and said you know other people uh, write on my social media and not all of the views belong to me and blah 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 whatever girl you are a conspiracy theorist and a liar and you have gotta go um, so now Democrats are trying to strip her up all of her committee responsibilities if the Republicans don't just take some action, get her the hell out of there. She's she's ridiculous again. If Mitch McConnell is against you, you gotta go, and that's one period. Now, Florida GOP, oh, sweet Jesus, what is wrong with y'all, uh, Florida? representatives are trying to so recently in florida voters uh passed a minimum wage hike similar to the one that biden is trying to do a 15 dollars minimum wage hike florida representatives are now trying to do exactly what they do they have done before and circumvent the process and say okay well now this is Pass, but it doesn't have to apply to everyone so they're trying to pass legislation to block anyone with a felony conviction or any hard-to-hire quote-unquote hard-to-hire employees that normally means young brown and black children or teens rather Um, it also means that if you got a felony conviction of under an ounce of marijuana in Florida, that minimum wage will not apply to you. That is trash, and y'all are trash for trying to pass that. Shame on you, and you you cannot, You can't, Florida, y'all pay attention, get some of these people out of here, and stop letting them circumvent circumvent the votes that you all cast. These people got to go. You cannot, if you are going to pass minimum wage, first of all, you don't get to come on the back end and say who gets it and who doesn't. Don't do that. You also don't get to just, again, systematically oppress a certain group of disenfranchised individuals just because you want to keep them out of getting ahead of the game with this minimum wage increase y'all are trash and you should be ashamed of yourselves and I like I I don't have any nice words nice way to say it nothing like just (sighs) get it together um Also, this is the last thing I'm going to say, because I really just, I find it comical. If you have not already seen it, read it, heard it, it is now being, it's now coming out that quite a few of the Capitol writers, you know, the ones who went to the Capitol and attacked it in a way that hasn't happened in over a century, uh, the Trump supporters who went there to stop the steal, uh, they didn't vote. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. And I'm laughing to keep from crying and cussing. You cannot make this up. The Stop the Steal Trump writers, a good portion of them, we don't have exact numbers yet. But a good portion of them, as they are issuing arrest warrants, um, putting people on the wanted list, all of that good stuff, they're finding they didn't vote. So you're telling me you went and caused one of the most outrageous, abysmal acts of domestic terrorism to stop or protest a legitimate election victory for an election you didn't even participate in? You didn't even vote? I want all of them in jail every last one of them again I have said it before I will say it again I don't care if it takes all four years and then some of the Biden and Harris administration I want every last one of them in jail and that includes the congressman who participated in the stop this Steal, quote-unquote capital attack also known as the attempted coup on the United States arrests all of them, congressmen, representatives included. If you have not already seen it, AOC has gone on her social media and she has been talking about the violence that she went through, that other congressmen and women went through that day, and how they really almost died. And if you didn't see it, yes, they had zip ties. They were planning to kidnap and possibly hold hostage one, two, or three members that were in the cabinet that day, including, I believe leave mike pence so it is a problem if you have not gone to, to see or if you don't follow aoc i suggest you go watch it go follow her because it's it's really outrageous and ted cruz you definitely should be ashamed of yourself and you definitely should resign we're taking a quick break more tiffany talks after these messages All right. Welcome back to Tiffany Talks. Um, I I have, (sighs) if you have not heard the story of this little girl, be prepared to be annoyed and upset. Uh, Owasa, Oklahoma has a Christian school called Rejoice Christian Schools. It was founded in 1992 to quote, exist to glorify God through excellence in Christian education. It started small and used to only have pre-K and kindergarten. Um, It now goes all the way through high school. So an eight-year-old, a second grader, was recently expelled because she told another little girl that she had a crush on her. Now, at eight, I don't, and maybe this is just me, I don't remember understanding the concept of crush or like, I like you, other than, I like you, you're my friend. Or, and you know, I know kids grow up faster nowadays. So even if she did mean a crush like a crush crush, Are you kidding me? You expelled an eight year old because she told another little girl she had a crush on her? Not, first of all, the little girl was pulled from the playground, sat for hours in the principal's office. And then before the mother of the young girl, whose name I'm not, I'm intentionally not saying, um, before her mother was even called, the vice principal quote, told the little girl that the Bible says that women can only have children with a man. Then the vice principal asked the mother how she felt about girls biking girls. And the mother told her, I don't see any issue with it. The next day, the superintendent of the school called the mother saying they were, quote, ending their partnership with the family and also expelled her five-year-old son. When asked, when the mother asked the reasons, they just said that their beliefs didn't align with theirs. Now. The handbook says, the school's handbook, allegedly says that any form of sexual immorality is grounds for dismissal. Uh, It goes against the beliefs, including professing to be homosexual or bisexual. Students who do not conform to the standards, and I'm quoting, students who do not conform to the standards and ideals of work and life at the school forfeit the, quote, privilege of attendance. Pregnancy, of course, is also something that may happen since they have high school. That's also a grounds for dismissal, but they may be placed on homebound as to not draw a bad example for others to do the same. I uh, so apparently this handbook, which I, I can't even, um, they can't hug, they can't kiss, they can't do any displays of affection they, like none of that. Um, y'all are ridiculous. It is 2021, she was eight. Eight, you. mm. legally yes they have every right to do this and I don't want to hear the mother should have read the handbook her daughter was young when she put her in she wasn't expecting her daughter to get kicked out for telling another little girl she had a crush she also didn't touch the little girl she didn't do anything inappropriate she said with her words that she liked the other little girl and y'all expelled her I uh, you should be ashamed of yourselves for what you have done to this mother, to her children. Fortunately, the community of Owasa, Oklahoma, has surrounded them with love and like showered them to make them feel welcome in the community, which I love that. But shame on you for this trauma you've inflicted on this little girl and her family. Like seriously, shame. You, I. I yeah, mm. I also... Now I could get into a whole conversation about homosexuality in the Bible, not in the Bible. That's a no, literally a whole other show. What I will say is this, you don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. So if she does like little girls, who cares? Who cares? I said this at the top of the year, I'm probably gonna be saying it for the rest of the year. I said this about Erica Campbell last week, mind your business mind your business you have now interrupted this little girl and her brother's education for your stupid ideals that you don't have a right to inflict or impose on anyone else mind your business let her get her education whether she likes a little girl or likes a little boy who cares that has nothing to do with your place in heaven or hell it has nothing to do with her education it has nothing to do with her wanting to be a doctor or a lawyer or a firefighter or whatever else she wants to be. But you have now inflicted trauma on this little girl. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. And I'm glad the community surrounding her. Now, another person that I got an issue with, (laughs) Pastor Mike Todd. Now, I could get into a whole conversations, a whole conversations, a whole conversation on why I do not prefer to listen to Mike Todd. This is not a Mike Todd bashing session or anything like that. This is, however, me saying I hate, hate pulpit theatrics hate them it's one thing to pull one or two people up from the congregation to do a demonstration that's one thing is another when you are standing there soaking wet because you have it raining and you've made this puddle or you're sitting in a kiddie pool to say you're in the deep and This year is, you know, I'm trying to get you to be comfortable and okay this year. Nothing is okay, first of all. We are in a pandemic. Over 400,000 people have died. Stop trying to always make people feel warm and fuzzy. It's okay to not feel warm and fuzzy or preach warm and fuzzy. We're not in a warm and fuzzy situation and I really don't wanna hear anybody say, oh, she sounds bitter, she sounds angry. No, this is just stupid. We are in a perpetual, seemingly never-ending pandemic. People are dying. And some people are dealing with things outside of the pandemic. People dying not even due to a pandemic. So you don't get to just do your theatrics and pretend like this is a normal year and a normal time it's not it just isn't and if you have to do all of that to get your point across then for me at least it means you're not really saying anything and i'm gonna be honest when i really listened to him in the kiddie pool and in the rain and all of that he wasn't saying anything at all there was nothing of substance to what he was trying to say it was just a feel-good message and theatrics that is not preaching that does not constitute preaching i i, I wish there were twenty thousand ways that i could say that i was having a really good conversation with my spiritual mentor last night um vanetta west she will be on no worries um and I've put her on notice, but this is a reminder, Wes, I'm coming for you. I'm I'm you will be here. Um I, we were having a really good conversation just about the work that needs to be done. And I just don't see the church doing it. Um, not like it used to. There has been a huge decline in the community building, the uh, work, the tool, the resource that the church was. And again, I'm making some generalizations that this does not apply to all churches and all denominations by any stretch of the imagination. In my experience, however, I have not seen enough of what the the church, particularly the Black church, was built to be. It has been on the decline since the civil rights movement, since the assassination of Martin Luther King, since uh, the assassination of Malcolm X. They, we've lost that neighborly, community, collective vibe that we used to have. I don't see the church being that resource and pillar that it used to be. And I I really have a huge issue with that. I see either theatrics and performative preaching or motivational speaking or just feel good messages or condemnation. It's like there's no in-between of just, what happened to just teaching the principles of Christ? What happened to just teaching about who God is? What happened to accepting a little girl, telling another little girl that she had a crush on her because she's a little girl. And even when she becomes Becomes a grown woman. Who cares? That's none of your business. What happened to love God, love people? What happened to seek first the kingdom and live righteously and everything else will be added? That's my heart text. If you don't know how to live out these simple principles, if you don't know how to teach these simple principles, teaching the character of Christ, teaching the character of Jesus, teaching the character of God, I was always taught as a kid. You can't question God. You know, God is never changing. While first of all, I question God all the time and not in a blasphemous way, but just in a God. What the hell? Why have over 400,000 people died from this COVID-19 pandemic? What What is going on? Why? Why are you taking my grandmother but leaving someone else's? Why are you making it hard for me to pay the bills? Why are the eviction moratoriums having to be extended? Why are Dunkin' Donuts and other companies throwing away food? That's another topic. But I can question those things. I can question acts. I can question why, how, where, when, who, all the things. And I also think while God can shift and I do think God can change God's mind. And I'm being intentional about not using gender specific language, which again is a whole other conversation. God's character doesn't change. God is loving, God is protector, God is supporter, God is friend, God is father, God is mother, God is whatever we need God to be. God is there, God is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the old and the new, the present and the future. God is God and that God character doesn't change. And if you're not teaching about that God, if you're not teaching about the welcoming God, the gracious God, the merciful God, You're not teaching the the characteristics of Christ and who Christ really was. Jesus flipped tables. He told off his disciples. He taught the law and he taught a different way to go about abiding by the law of that time, mind you, in context. He taught the people. He didn't sit in a church every Sunday and teach the same thing. He didn't make sure his name was on the roll call for, you know, Bethel Church of Nazareth. That's just not, that's not who Christ was. And I'm not saying, you know, you can't belong to one church. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is let's really pay attention to who Jesus was, to who God is and the characters that they portrayed, that they try to instill in us that they want us to seek after. Love God, love people, love the little girl who has a crush on another little girl. Love the mother who has lost her son. Love the son who has to tell his mother he's a uh, homosexual or bisexual or believes he was supposed to be born a girl. Love them anyway, who cares? That is the kind of teaching and preaching that we need, Not you're in the deep and you're sitting in a kiddie pool, keep your theatrics, keep the performative preaching and all of that. It's one thing to embody the word that you are delivering or proclaiming. That was just a show. And you could have kept your show because that is not, that's not, God can care less about your kiddie pool. I'm going to be quite honest. That is... Ridiculous, and I, I can't. So I will step off my preaching soapbox now, and <laughs> yeah, I, <sighs> I have more show coming up for you. It's Black History Month, and I, yeah, we'll talk about my Black History fact for today, and you don't want to miss um, me. Spending a moment to just remember the legend that was Cicely Tyson. So I'll be back after this quick break. We're taking a quick break. More Tiffany Talks after these messages. It is, as I mentioned, of course, and as you already know, Black History Month. And though I'm black every day, I tried to be intentional. My mom instilled in me at a very, very, very young age. um, I was not just going to learn what public schools had to teach about black history and Black History Month and all of that, which was mainly Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, but she was going to make sure I knew about so much more and so so many more people. We, as a people, have contributed to the world, but we have bled, sweat, cried tears, and so much more into the soil and the fabric of America. Um, And I really enjoy learning about all of our contributions and the amazing people who have come before us and who are here now. One person that I want to talk about today, and not just because we have the same birthday, but because I just really think that he was extremely talented. Uh, Sam Cook, who, if you don't know, he added the E onto his last name. It, he was not born with that. He was born Samuel Cook, just C-O-O-K. Uh, he was born January 22nd, 1931. So just, you know, a oh, few before me. Um, So Sam Cooke, of course, he's known as a composer and a producer. If you didn't know, he was a composer, producer, songwriter, singer, and business owner. He was commonly known as the King of Soul. He had a very distinct voice that you can hear it in his music. He was shot and killed at age 33 in a motel. The details surrounding his death there's a lot of theories and uh, it, yeah it's very questionable and he died in the 1960s when the black body was definitely not respected hell we can't get respect in 2021 uh, so there was not really a thorough investigation into his death the story was uh, yeah my it was a lot um, but Sam cook what a lot of people don't know and if you have not watched the One Night in Miami, I cannot encourage you enough to watch it. But Sam Cooke was not only the singer, songwriter, composer, amazing producer, business owner, all of that, He was an advocate. He did things like not playing to segregated audiences because he thought it was unfair that black people had to sit in a balcony and white people got to sit up front and enjoy the music and dance and laugh and have a good time. He he did not approve of that. He moved, his family moved from the South to the, the north just as a lot of other black people did during the Great Migration. Uh, but when he went south to tour, he was a gospel artist first uh, because his father was a preacher. Um, so, you know, the whole Cook family was a church-going family. But when he toured down south, um, he noticed the the differences in how, you know, black people were being treated. And so he wanted to do his part to try and make sure that in different areas that black people got equitable rights and they were treated fairly. And that included not playing the segregated audiences. He also started his own company to make sure that black artists and musicians and talent got what they earned, got what they deserve, got what they they should have gotten for their royalties, for their talent. Um, and some of the conspiracy theories surrounding his death, and I don't mean conspiracy as a negative connotation, but some of the theories surrounding his death say that part of why he died is because he was getting, quote, too big for his britches, essentially. He wanted to make sure that everyone got what they, they needed to, to get what they deserved. And the record label and uh, a few other people didn't like that he wasn't giving the right people the the correct chunk of the pie or piece of the pie, so to speak. Um, so this that's what makes his the situation around his death so just yeah very suspicious. Um, but Sam Cooke was so, he was so talented, and who knows what he would have done, what works he would have gone on to to do had his life not been cut short. Uh, the famous song and anthem for some a change is going to come was released posthumously and the record label kept out a specific line that was talking about him uh, going downtown to the movies and being told don't hang around they kept that out because they well they kept that out among other things uh, because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't too political of a statement and You could only hear that line in the song if you own the album, which is really ridiculous. But now we can listen to the full song. Sam Cooke was not just a songwriter, he was an advocate for his people, and I honor him this Black History Month Day. Thank you, Sam Cooke. Tiffany Talks. The incomparable legend that was Cicely Tyson—we um, have we've lost, and I know there's been a lot of tributes and a lot of you know. Her last interview, she literally worked up until she died uh, promoting her book and just talking about the advocacy work and her story um, of why she did what she did, how she did it. And It's taken me a couple of days, but I wanted to make sure that I spent just a bit of time on this show remembering the legend that was uh, Miss Cicely Tyson. I got her book, and of course, I'm not done with it, is a thick read. Uh, but I highly, highly, highly recommend getting it, um, or even getting the Audible, because she actually reads it uh, with Viola Davis. And I have never had the opportunity to talk to Cicely Tyson. and I've been in the same room with her. Um, and even that is was a privilege. Um, yeah. But the legacy that she has left behind will just go on for generations. And the lessons that we did and will continue to learn from her life and how she lived it are also incomparable. So I just wanted to play uh, a quick clip of Miss Cecily Tyson. This was uh, her acceptance speech when she, <laughs> it's kind of funny, uh, she was getting a lot of awards and getting her roses the last few years of her life and she talks about that, and it will make you laugh in this clip. But she uh, was at the Academy last year, and this was her acceptance speech um, for getting that award. And at 95 years old, it took 95 years to be recognized by the Academy. But I'm glad that she got it while she was here. Um, So this is her acceptance speech. I'm gonna play it, and then after I play it, I'll come back uh, and we'll talk about it just a little bit. So here's the incomparable Cicely Tyson.
1: I learned, though. I had an experience while promoting Sounder. It took place in Philadelphia. It was at a uh, coverage for promoting the movie. And one of the journalists stood up and said, Miss Tyson, I discovered a bit of uh, prejudice in myself while watching the movie Sounder. When I asked what it was, he told me that he could not accept the fact that my son, the oldest one, referred to his father as daddy. The confusion came about because my son was black, his father was black, and he called him daddy. The reporter said the confusion and the discovery of his prejudice came about as a result of the fact that he could not understand nor accept the fact that this little black boy was referring to his father, who was black, as daddy, because that's what his little white sons called him, and he was white. I can't remember that I was able to ingest that without finding it difficult to swallow. I became aware of the fact that there were some issues that I had to address. That was one. And that I would choose my career as my platform. I am extremely grateful of that what I refer to as divine guidance led me to this experience and, and gave me the future of my career. I made up my mind I, couldn't, I just could not afford the luxury of being an actress. There were some issues I wanted to address. And as I said, I used my career as my platform. That it would bring me to a moment like this is nothing that I ever fathom. I just was doing what I felt was important for me to do. I want to say thank you to the Academy and the committee. I wish to extend my gratitude to you for selecting me for this important recognition. I've been getting a lot of awards lately. And I find myself wondering if if you all know something that I don't know. (laughs) And if you do, you better share it with me, okay? Because I will find a way to find out, okay? (laughs) I have had an incredible career. I am grateful not the shoulders that I stood on, but the backs that I laid on and stood on while the women in our families picked the cotton with the babies strapped to their back. I'm grateful for them. I am super grateful that I have been here for 95 years and I don't care, I can't. I have no idea who this person is. Do you understand that? I find myself looking in the mirror every now and then and saying, Cicely, do you believe this? I don't, I don't, but I am grateful to the Heavenly Father, to every single one of you who have held me up over these years. I want you to know that I would not be here if it weren't for each one of you. I am everlastingly grateful to the inductees that allowed me in their company. I am so grateful to be here with you. God bless you all. Thank you.
0: We're taking a quick break. More Tiffany Talks after these messages. Welcome back to Tiffany Talks. I want to close us out with really taking some inspiration from Miss Cicely Tyson. Her acceptance speech, and even the, the last interview uh, that I saw that she did with Gail King, just First of all, she was an inspiration. The fact that she took a conversation and she's told that story a couple of times about uh, the reporter that acknowledged his own prejudices uh, after seeing Sounder and t- changing that, using that to, to change the way that she did the entertainment business and lived out her career as an actress and a pioneer uh, and a legend and used that for or motivation of I have to use my platform. Um one of the things that she says in her last interview with Gail King was Gail asked her, you know, when the time comes, what how do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered by? And Miss Cicely Tyson took a pause and just said, I did my best that I did my best, and that that's sticking with me. If we cannot get to the end of our lives and truly feel like we did our best, then what are we doing? Um, I think that there's beauty in her story, there's beauty in the change that she enacted. There's beauty in the steps that she took. There was beauty in her acceptance speech where she explained uh, or expressed how she was on the backs of, of those who were picking cotton. I, in 96 years, you can only imagine everything that she saw and witnessed and heard and still to live a life uh, full of grace and peace and love and caring and comfort, and but still that wit, that Miss Cicely Tyson had. I hope you can agree with me and say that when we all get to the end of our lives, I wanna also say we did our best. I did my best to live this thing out that I'm supposed to live out, to seek the calling on my life and live on purpose, as I always say. I did my best. So today, I want to encourage you to listen to Miss Cicely Tyson and truly reflect on what it will take for you to not even just get to the end of your life, because God knows when that will be, but just to get to the end of your day, end of your week, end of the month, end of the quarter, and just say, I did my best. What will it take to do that, to be able to say that? Because if we can get to certain measurable starts and ends, beginnings and ends, saying that, then I think we'll be okay. We may make this world a better place after all. So let's all take a literal page out of Miss Cicely Tyson's book and do our best. That is gonna do it for me today. Thank you for listening to Tiffany Talks. If you missed any part of the show, Don't forget, you can follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss any updates. And of course, I'll have more coming up for you this week. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget, be safe, be blessed and let God be God today. Follow Tiffany Linnell on social media at Tiff Linnell on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Tiffany Talks and the Tiffany Talks podcast are registered trademarks. Each show is broadcast and powered by Boss FM. For more information on the show, podcast, or advertising, email tiffanytalks at bossfm.com.